Hi, I'm Meredith Emily. And I'm Noel Cowman. Between us, we have over 30 years' experience in the fitness, nutrition, and wellbeing industry. Our goal is to share that knowledge and experience with you. So, welcome to the Intelligent Fitness Podcast. Hi, I'm Meredith. This is the Intelligent Fitness Podcast. Noel and I decided to do this podcast because between us, we have a lot of clients and people who come to us for training and nutrition. We spend a lot of time in our spare time talking about uh, a lot of the issues around that. And we thought it would be really helpful for everybody if we recorded some of our conversations around some of the issues that come up so that everybody can listen. We have a lot of clients that ask us an enormous amount of different questions that don't always get covered just on a one to one basis. The one that's coming up most recently, and it's very relevant to now, is six-week transformation plans and why, really, they're a very bad idea and what we should be doing instead. Okay, so we're now in mid-November and we are starting to be bombarded with social media posts um, uh, on six-week transformations, uh, new year, new you, transform your diet, transform your exercise regime, and this is all bearing in mind that Christmas is around the corner and in January we're all going to be making New Year New Year's resolutions to transform our fitness. Uh, so be warned, it's coming. <laughs> Tired of getting sand kicked in your face, all this kind of stuff. Come to me for six weeks and you too can look like this and so on and so forth. So firstly, what I'd like to address is I think why is it at this time of year, round mid-November, that we all feel that coming around the corner is the need for a six-week transformation. What is it about this time of year that makes us know instinctively that in January we're going to have to do this? Yeah. I mean, I think we've all battled with that. Uh, Christmas being uh, a time of indulgence. People see January... uh, Yeah, well, I think people see January as the start of I might have got it wrong last year, but this year I'm going to get it right. So every year we put ourselves through this kind of battle where firstly, we're going to give ourselves license for a month or a month and a half to literally eat and drink anything we feel like, almost to the point of discomfort. We feel over Christmas, for especially for a week or two, we have to drink and eat so much that we feel physically sick with it. We put on weight, we feel bad, and then we're gearing up to the new year. We're going to stop all of that completely and put ourselves through these traumatic transformations. Yeah, and I think... Part of the reason for these plans is, I suppose, the idea, it's taken me only a few weeks to really get out of shape. I'll put the same effort in in the new year to getting myself back into shape and then everything's fine again. And I think what happens really is we've got a a lot of hungry personal trainers clapping their hands together saying, these are the kind of people we want. And this Um, is going to be the most lucrative time of year for me. Yeah, yeah. Roll on January. I'm going to get somebody who's coming in who is full of the enthusiasm. It's New Year. I'm going to really be at this all year long. This trainer is going to give me the launching pad to, to make the changes I didn't make last year. And the trainer is basically selling them a, a product which um, it doesn't work. I think it's important we, we explain why. So first of all, what is involved in a six-week transformation? When we talk about signing up in January to this amazing six-week transformation plan, what typically would be involved in terms of exercise and nutrition for that? Well, 
I'll let you talk about the nutrition, but um, Meredith knows a thing or two about nutrition. <laughs> um, well, certainly what I've seen is everything from getting you to commit to training every day or five, six days a week, in some cases twice a day. The style of training is the type of thing that you could really only wrap your mind around for six weeks saying, oh my God, it's killing me, but it's... At least it's only six weeks. And the, the, the trainer is saying the same thing to you. Don't worry, this is only going to be for six weeks. So very high intensity cardio work where you're absolutely exhausted. Uh, a lot of muscular development stuff that leaves you stiff and in, in pain all the time. And again, the commitment to having to come maybe once a day, every day, even the length of the training session might be 90 minutes rather than maybe 45 or 50 minutes, which is a very efficient way to train. Um, and that would be the training. So what, what have you seen with the nutrition? In terms of nutrition, if you're doing a six-week transformation plan, typically what, what you would see is some people like to bring in a particular style of dieting like keto, paleo, intermittent fasting. You will Typically, you'd see very, very low calories, so a drastically lowered uh, calories, which when you couple that with the amount of mad training you're doing can leave you feeling really quite exhausted. And metabolically, it's not good for you at all. If you're taking in calories that are too low for your activity levels and uh, body shape and size, then your metabolic functions aren't going to be working particularly well for that time. And inevitably, that's going to lead to increased um, body fat again once you stop the exercise and the very low calories. So what you can see with six-week transformations is that we're starting to get into territory where it's all or nothing sort of thinking. So you're drastically reducing your calories and increasing your exercise. But unfortunately, it's not sustainable. And what it means is that when you get to the end of the six weeks, your calories go up, your exercise goes down, your metabolic uh, rate has uh, slowed down. So when you do start increasing calories again, you're going to put on weight and possibly even put on more weight than you had before. So what you'll find is at this time of year, people might start out at, say, 10 stone. They might gain a stone over Christmas so they're going into the new year a stone overweight 11 stone and over a six week transformation you might lose a stone so really what you're ending up at the end of the six weeks is you're ending up exactly where you started out and you've gone through this complete roller coaster in the meantime it, it makes no sense at all that people are doing it. my biggest concern when I see people coming in to me for the first time and they start saying their their previous experience was a six week plan is for a start, I think they're, they come in with totally unrealistic goals. They're saying, well, my last trainer got a stone and a half off me in six weeks and they're expecting me to deliver the same thing, even though they're buying into what we're saying about the fact that it needs to be slower and more sustainable. They're still disappointed after two weeks when they haven't lost eight pounds. And unfortunately, that disappointment can lead to, uh, you know, quite bad feelings of, of self-worth. It can make you feel that you're not um, able to sustain uh, the exercise and, and the, the calorie deficit the way that you should be. So actually it leaves you mentally feeling quite bad mm. about yourself as well. So the next question then is what, what can people be doing instead? What's a more healthy way of looking at Christmas, uh, Christmas nutrition, Christmas exercise, and then the new year and how we should be changing things or what should we be doing differently? What's a better way of looking at how to fix the issues that we're dealing with than a mad six-week transformation plan? I think you still have to ask yourself, why? I mean, if you compare a six-week plan in fitness and nutrition to any other area of life, 
we wouldn't do that to ourselves. I mean, if somebody said, I want to renovate my house or really, you know, get it painted and make it look the way I want it to look. And then you've got one guy turns up and he says it's going to take seven days and it's going to cost uh, a thousand euros. And then another guy turns up and says, well, it'll cost you a thousand euros, but I'll have it done in three days. But at the end of six weeks, it's going to go back to the way it was. Nobody would buy that. You know, so you wouldn't do it to your house. I mean, I think if you went to a vet because you were concerned that your dog was unwell and the dog and the vet says, look, we're, we're going to we're going to give you this pill that's going to make the dog well just for six weeks. But it's going to make the dog well literally straight away, take away all its discomfort. But it's only going to be a short term thing. Nobody would do that to their dog. So why why do we do it to ourselves? What What's the driving force? I think there's a general feeling of uh, all or nothing thinking. So we're going to go all out over Christmas to eat and drink and then we're mm. going to punish ourselves in the new year. Yeah. So a better way of looking at that is, and a phrase that I really like is, you, first of all, you need to modify your expectations around these things. It doesn't have to be all or nothing. Mm -hmm. You don't have to, over Christmas, eat and drink as much as you can literally every day of the week. And a phrase I really like is, if you can't make it better, just try and make it not worse. Yeah. So instead of all or nothing thinking, it has to be mad excess or it has to be mad fasting. Um, just try to make it a little bit better every day. If there's one day over Christmas where you can not drink or not eat the Christmas cake, do that. If there's one day where you can get out and go for a walk, do that instead of sitting on the sofa watching the 8-3 run of Elf. I, um, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> so basically our house is what you've just described. <laughs> so making small changes to your everyday movement and nutrition and hydration, rather than saying, right, it's Christmas, I have to do this. Just try and build in little small things where you can. And I think at this time of year, people are, are kind of starting to do the research about what are we going to do in the new year? What personal trainer can I find? What classes can I go to? Mm. There's absolutely no reason why you can't start doing all that stuff now. No. If you're putting in the research now, yeah. why not just Let's give it a started. go now? I always say that. Uh, a, a lot of times people would ring me and say, I'm looking to start my personal training plan in January. Mm. Uh, I think it was the same even when I worked in the, the gym membership business. They want to join the gym in January and... I kind of, well, maybe make a bit of a joke of it and say, look, you're going to get a lot of tyre kickers in January who are going to come in and they're going to be all or nothing for about three weeks. They're going to make the gym extremely busy mm. um, and take up the equipment that you might want to go on. Um, and you're better off starting early, getting into the right habits, learning what you need to do. And then in January, when it's busy, mm. you're already able to wade your way around and negotiate your way around that gym. And the like, likewise with the personal training, I think... It, start now, get into the right habits and then your trainer is there to guide you through that slightly more tempting period of time. So it's a case of maybe you're 10% worse in in December and maybe then you have to be 10% better to mm. get yourself back in January rather than 50% worse and 50% better. And, that, and that's sustainable. It gets you mm. over that period. But it's not just a Christmas thing as well. I know that's what we're kind of focusing on now. I mean, all year round, the six-week transformation plan is extremely, it's probably the best seller. Mm. And I, I and I still scratch my head a little bit and wonder why it, people, when they wouldn't do it in any other area of their life, you I mean, you live in your body, 
I think when it comes to fitness and nutrition, people like to be told. They like to be told, exclude this thing from your diet or do this one exercise for 10 minutes a day. And they just like to be given a set of rules and to be told that will fix everything. Mm. What's harder is to put the work in yourself to learn about yourself, what works for you in terms of exercise, what habits have I got into in terms of nutrition. When you put in the work to get to know yourself a little bit better and be a bit more mindful about how you're living your life... Um, it is harder work at first, but it then becomes habit-based. And once that becomes habit-based, then you don't have to put in any work at all. If you learn about yourself, for example, when I've had a hard day, I go home and eat a packet of biscuits, Mm. you can put in the work to change that habit so that over time, you've had a hard day, you go home and you go for a nice long walk instead, you'll become healthier in the long run. You get to know yourself a bit better, but that does involve a degree of work. In my early days, I had a client that came to me who was very driven by losing weight. And I guess I was probably caught in the trap of trying to do things in a more extreme way to try and prove to the client, A, that I knew what I was talking about and B, it could be done. So we were making a lot of changes quite quickly in in, in this guy's diet. And uh, we only ever got to a certain point with it. And years later... I met this guy on the street and I hadn't seen him in a long time and we had a good chat and being honest about it, he he looked in far better shape than I ever got him into. And I was wondering what trainer he went to and kind of what good habit changes he'd made and I was even questioning whether he was cheating a little bit with his nutrition. And uh, he said to me that he used to have a cappuccino every morning, a cappuccino every evening um, and then in the morning with his cappuccino he'd have a biscuit and he stopped doing that. And that was it. Yeah. <laughs> so, it And this is what I mean about habit-based yeah. change. And that applies to your exercise too. If yeah. you stop taking the lift at work, for example, and walk in up the stairs instead yeah. until it becomes a habit, you might lose a pound a month. If you yeah. combine that with changing your coffee to uh, something different that you don't really need to have a biscuit with, you might lose two pounds in a month. But, you know, you say that to the clients and anybody listening in and... I'd say everybody would say, yeah, I know that. Mm. But, the, but the thing is, they're still driven by the, I'd prefer to do a, a, a six-week transformation and train like a lunatic rather than make those small little changes like maybe have a, a, a coffee rather than a cappuccino in the morning. Maybe do I really need that biscuit? But what I'd be encouraging a lot of people to do is a lot of the kind of the long-term goals and changes are very, very simple changes. And if we just got into them first, rather than Mm. putting them all in the back burner and then killing ourselves every six weeks, we'd be making some huge changes. And Um, we'd be having a better time as well. You wouldn't be giving yourself a hard time for not being able to stick to a very difficult plan. You wouldn't be locked into a cycle of all or nothing. You're either overweight or you're underweight and you're never happy. Um, And also... You would be giving yourself license, for example, over Christmas to not have to indulge so massively that you feel sick at the end of it. Christmas for a lot of people is not a pleasant experience because we feel we have to go so overboard that you end up feeling awful. So if we modify all of these things, we'd all feel a little bit better, I think. How many clients do we have? Let's be honest. I mean, you and I talk about this all the time, but how many clients come into us that we're effectively having to undo the damage caused by one of these transformation plans. Mm. I mean, what have some you, what have have you been, experienced in relation to that? Some people, particularly the people who feel they have uh, a weight loss journey to go on, they have got to such a bad point with their low self-esteem and uh, literally a lifetime of various different diets or exercise plans that work and then they work really well until they're suddenly not working. 
Um, they've wrecked their metabolisms. They're feeling low in themselves because they feel like they have no willpower. And you have to, it takes a long time and a lot of work to undo the kind of thinking that goes around that and the kind of habits that people can get into around that sort of catastrophizing and all or nothing thinking. Mm. And it's the same with the gym as well, with the exercises. You know, you have somebody who's training seven days a week and they're really pushing themselves seven days a week, training almost like a professional athlete. Again, totally unsustainable unless they have the time to do it. And then they come into us and they want to train twice a week. Mm. And they're expecting something similar results-wise. But to those people, what you could say is train twice a week if you have the time to do it and and you're able to commit to that. But then let's look at your life uh, and everything that that you're doing outside the gym. You might be spending two hours a week in the gym, but that's... 99% 99% of your time you're spending outside the gym. So how can we look at that so that you build in more movement and more exercise into your yeah. everyday life? But also as well, I mean, from our experience and, you know, 30 years of doing gym work, there's an awful lot of things. There's a lot of real changes you can make training maybe two hours a week, you know, maybe 45 minutes twice a week even. If you did the right type of program, you could continue to get very, very good results and then make those lifestyle changes as well. And you'd be able to sustain your two sessions in the gym because it wouldn't feel like you're absolutely killing yourself. That's a realistic goal for... Yes, for example, uh, I think people who are factoring in a hell of a lot of calorie burn into their gym, I I would encourage anybody to say, don't make the gym your prime calorie, Mm. you know, the thing that controls your calories most. Because they're looking at the treadmill, they're looking at the, their watch, they're looking at their bike and they're saying, I've dropped 600 calories today. Now, the next day I managed to drop 700 calories. And the gym experience becomes a hard slog about calorie dropping. Mm. And I think if you see the gym as the place where you are improving your well-being, improving your flexibility, your posture, your lean muscle tissue, which, of course, is increasing your metabolic rate anyway and making it easier to burn calories, And, you know, adding in some degree of cardio, but enjoyable stuff and varied stuff, then I think the the gym experience becomes a very beneficial one. Mm. Whereas if the only thing you're doing is trying to drop calories every time you go into the gym, it's an endless cycle. And let's be honest, if you manage to go to the gym twice a week and and you manage to burn a thousand calories between the two sessions, that's still less than a third of a pound in weight. It's also <laughs> you know? ensuring that your main focus is on weight loss rather than well-being and feeling good. Yeah, yeah. And again, with your nutrition, if you're not eating enough calories to sustain your basic metabolic functions, you're not going to feel good. And good nutrition should really be about feeling good from the inside out. So it's not about restricting things, uh, taking things out. It's actually about adding more in and feeling better. Mm. Yeah, exactly. And, and the gym is the same. I mean, you, you, you can make so many well-being changes. You know, somebody who has poor flexibility, if, so, if somebody's listening in who doesn't have poor flexibility, maybe they don't relate to it. But for the most people who do, it, it could be posture related from sitting at your desk all day. But, you yeah. know, even just turning to put your seatbelt on or... A client of mine said to me recently, I can touch my toes for the first time in years and she was delighted with herself. Yeah. So yeah. It's, it's absolutely not all about dropping pounds, burning calories, losing weight. Yeah. And some of these results that you can get in the gym, you can get quite quickly, like posture changes and flexibility changes that really add to your quality of life. They're the kind of things you can do quite quickly. Mm. Uh, increasing muscle mass, which for a lot of people, whether it's just about changing your shape or whether you're actually physically trying to get bigger... 
they're the kind of things that you can get slightly more long-term results with. If you if you really invest a bit of time early doors, you can kind of get benefits that stick with you for a while. But just constantly using cardio in the gym, you know, going to a spin class, running on the treadmill, that kind of stuff, you're really only getting the results while you're doing them. And as soon as you stop, you start to get reversibility straight away. So that's why I was saying, you know, don't 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 go to the gym with a calorie counter. So tips for people going forward then at this time of year when, when you're, you're scrolling through Facebook or Instagram and you're being bombarded with these sign up for our six week body transformation. Uh, you're kind of mentally gearing yourself up for a mad Christmas where you're going to go massively over the top, go to every party, drink as much as you can, eat as much cake as you can. What what tips can we leave people with going forward then? My Mine would be, first of all, if you can't make it better, just try to make it not worse. It doesn't have to be all or nothing. Just eat a little bit less cake, drink a little bit less, move a little bit more if you can for now. I'd kind of, I'd look at the, take take the kind of the all year round approach. I mean, why, why kill yourself for a number of weeks and then try and reverse that for a number of weeks and then just go back to your normal life again thereafter. Now, what, it, 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 there's nothing else in the world that y- y- you would take that approach to. So why, why take that approach to our bodies and our health and our yep. well-being? For me, motivation and self-esteem is, is such an important part of who we are as people and what drives us to go to the gym. And don't put yourself in that position where you only feel good about yourself for the few weeks while you're doing this lunatic training. Mm. And then for the rest of the year, you have a negative association with that. I mean, So build in some sustainable things in terms of your training and your exercise that you'll enjoy on an ongoing basis and that aren't too difficult to achieve. I talk to trainers all the time who do these type of programs and the amount of them that say they bumped into an old client or nearly bumped into an old client that had done this transformation plan and now this person had put on all the weight and then some and they crossed the street to avoid their trainer. Not because they were annoyed with their trainer but because they were too... They feel bad about themselves. Yeah, they felt bad about themselves. They were embarrassed and they didn't want that trainer to see them out of shape again. And I think that's an absolutely terrible situation to be in. And for me, my my dream always when a client comes into me is that if I bumped into them 10 years later, that they'd come over and shake my hand and say, thank you for putting me on the right path. Mm. It, it, it's something that... Uh, You've really helped me with. You've you've got me to see a bit of common sense here, and you know I've been able to apply that ever since. And you use your tips. So we actually we're looking to equip people with tips and kind of lifestyle goals that they can actually take forward and use in their life when they're not in the gym training. Yep, yep. And when they're with us, they're going to get in, they're going to enjoy the experience. And when they're not with us, they don't feel guilty that they're not with us. And And if you're thinking, if you're looking to get into some kind of exercise plan now and you're kind of doing some research on classes or trainers or what's in your area, don't wait until January to start. If you're doing the research now, get signed up now and get cracking with it. Exactly. Start now and be realistic about it and Mm. take the same approach to your body and your mind and your motivation and your self-worth. Take the same approach as you would to the rest of your life, which is that you got to think long term, you got to be realistic about it and uh, even set yourself realistic goals. Uh, again, I think a lot of people that are driven by these get fit quick plans come in with very unrealistic goals. So therefore, mm-hmm. they're, they're, they're kind of setting themselves up to fail. And I think a lot of trainers are kind of facilitating that because they're going... I was jammed busy in January. Mm. Um, so we, that's that's what we're trying to avoid here. Um, I do think in a lot of cases, um, if you were to ask a very well-educated 
personal trainer, strength and conditioning coach, you know, well-being expert, nutritionist, people who really devoted their lives to working with clients in a sustainable way and really devoted their lives to keeping themselves educated and upskilled. I think most, if not all of them, if you were to ask them, would they sell a six-week plan? They wouldn't. Mm. Um, because they know how much damage it causes. They know that you're messing up your metabolic rate. You're really risking the long-term self-esteem of the client you're working with. Um, so I, I think most people wouldn't really do it. Mm. take forward and use in their life when they're not in the gym training. Yep, yep. And when they're with us, they're going to get in, they're going to enjoy the experience. And when they're not with us, they don't feel guilty that they're not with us. And it, and if you're thinking, if you're looking to get into some kind of exercise plan now, and you're kind of doing some research on classes or trainers or what's in your area, don't wait until January to start. If you're yep. doing the research now, get signed up now and get cracking with it. Exactly. Start now. And be realistic about it. And mm. take the same approach to your body and your mind and your motivation and your self-worth. Take the same approach as you would to the rest of your life, which is that you got to think long term. you got to be realistic about it and uh, even set yourself realistic goals. Uh, again, I think a lot of people that are driven by these get fit quick plans come in with very unrealistic goals. So therefore, mm. they're 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 kind of setting themselves up to fail. And I think a lot of trainers are kind of facilitating that because they're going, I was jammed busy in January. Mm. Um, so we, that's, that's what we're trying to avoid here. Um, I do think in a lot of cases, um, if you were to ask a very well-educated personal trainer, strength and conditioning coach, you know, well-being expert, nutritionist, people who really devoted their lives to working with clients in a sustainable way and really devoted their lives to keeping themselves educated and upskilled. I think most, if not all of them, if you were to ask them, would they sell a six-week plan? They wouldn't mm. um, because they know how much damage it causes. They know that you're messing up your metabolic rate. You're really risking the long-term self-esteem of the client you're working with. Um, so I, I think most people wouldn't really do it. Mm. Was that your experience as well? Absolutely. Yeah. I think um, the best tip that you give anybody is just build in long term, sustainable, realistic goals into your life mm. with your nutrition and your exercise. Yeah, absolutely. OK, so that's it for today. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, if you'd like any more information or you'd like to get in touch with us, you can find us on intelligentfitness.ie or email us at info at intelligentfitness.ie. We're also on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter as uh, at intelligentfitness. Uh, we look forward to hearing from you and we will be back soon. And you can call in to us at Finn's High Performance Centre in Fingalians in Swords. Of course, we're there in real life too. <laughs> we do exist <laughs> in real life too. <laughs> Thank you and bye. Bye-bye.